The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. And this is the Ashholds, unfiltered cigar radio. What a great show we have for you. Let's get to it. Hosting this segment, sitting in for Pastor Padrone, here's Aaron Noonan. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Serenos Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and relax, light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We're always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and of course at theashholes.net. Be sure to follow us at Twitter at The Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio uh, on Instagram. On the instance. Instagram. On the instance. All right. So Dan is in jury duty this week. He's been sequestered. We can't get him back. (laughs) And he's not talking about the case either. I mean, I can't talk about the case. We got nothing. He's given us nothing. I just hope they don't find him guilty. He's doing his civic duty. I think he's nervous about that, actually. I think he is, too. Yeah. So you know, there's at least one questionable person in that room. So. That's right. You know, you don't want to. So we're joined today by special guest Terrence Riley from Casa Fernandez and now Argonorsa Leaf Tobacco, makers of the Guardians of the Farm, which is a collaboration cigar between Casa Fernandez and Warp Cigars. Welcome to the show, Terrence. Thank you for having me. And it's Terrence. Yes. It's not Terry. As long as it's not late for dinner, you can call me wherever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't like to be go, I don't go by John. Doesn't have to be Mr. Jonathan, but it has to be Jonathan. I like Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Good. Now, Aganorsa, is that the, the correct pronunciation? Aganorsa, correct. And it's Aganorsa yes. Farm. So that was formerly Casa Fernandez, and that's a recent change? That's uh, We made the announcement yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, yeah. so you're hearing it here first. You guys are right on the cusp. Okay. And how long have you been with uh, Casa Fernandez? Oh. Or well, yeah, I guess how long you were, because we know it's only been 24 hours, right, since... <laughs> yeah, the change, yeah. So, Agonorsa Leaf, only 24 hours, yeah. but uh, I joined the company in uh, in December, so I've been there about four months now. Okay. And are you coming from the cigar industry before that? Yeah, or? so I, I spent uh, about a decade at, uh, at Casada Cigars. Um, okay. Yep. Manuel Casada is actually my uncle, and uh, oh, okay. I worked with the family for many years, and uh, recently I, I uh, decided to make a, a change in venue and... and uh, Ended up with Casa Fernandez. Okay. Now Aganorsa Leaf. Okay, so it went from family business essentially to <laughs> yeah, well, different. to another family business of which I'm not a member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just wedge your way in. What uh, what got you into cigars themselves? You know, I, I uh, when I was younger, I spent uh, a summer in the Dominican Republic, and I basically just went down because I thought, hey, you know, there's a lot of good-looking women down here, and <laughs> I wasn't married at the time. Yeah, any yeah. third world country, <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And uh, and I have you know some family that have a have a you know, a factory down there. So I'll work in the factory and okay. uh, have a good time. And then I think for the same reason that we all are into it for one reason or another, you just see one, the, how much work goes into making cigars, how many people have to do their job right. I mean, if you look at the band, you know, it looks oh, easy. Just put the band on. Well, those bands all have to line up. They That's put right. too much glue. It'll tear the wrapper. What's yeah. that guy say? He tears the wrapper, bad cigar. He didn't right. say, oh, well, everything else is about this great about the cigar. Mm. But they tore the, you know, the guy that put the band on didn't do a good job. They just go, no, oh, it's terrible. You know, so it, it's a, uh, everyone has to do their job right for this to come out right. And then uh, the camaraderie. I mean, what I really enjoy the most is, is this type of, uh, of interaction. Going we often in. say that the cigar is the great equalizer because you could be a guy that collects trash for a living sitting next to a doctor and you certainly separated in income, but you're equalized because you may both enjoy the same cigar. Absolutely. I've never seen any other product 
that that unites people that way where you can just have complete not only you know economic but different uh, cultural value anything and you just put them all together with cigars and everybody has a good time and they're all friends and yeah and you're, you're actually talking about it you know it's you could be next to a, a trash man next to a doctor in the dmv but you're not going to talk to them <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so you have to have something to talk about e- even in a bar where you, you see more interaction you know people get loosened up with it but you know they might be watching the game and say oh good shot or something but they don't get into it like I, yeah. i've literally left cigar shops and it's like these people become lifelong friends and absolutely that's, and that's an amazing thing Yep. It's like, what else are you smoking? You know, all that stuff. You know? So we're smoking the Guardian of the Farm, JJ, and for no other reason than I haven't smoked this size yet. It's a good reason. So I said, you know what, let's light it up. So what are, what are we smoking? What you, uh, what's going on here blend-wise? So the Guardian of the Farm is 100% uh, Aganorsa leaf and Nicaraguan tobacco, uh, all grown by us. The, uh, the wrapper is uh, Corojo 99 seed we grow in Jalapa. Um, and the binder and filler is a mix of Corojo and uh, Criollo seeds from Esteli and Jalapa. Okay. So it's, and this is a great example of, of the style of, of cigar that we make. Uh, we kind of have a signature flavor, uh, kind of like the way Scotch, you know, there's Scotch Asian sherry cast, Scotch sure. Asian oak. So there's different tastes, but there, it's, it's always Scotch. We don't have, you know, vodka and rum and everything else. We yep. kind of have a signature flavor with different expressions, and this is a great expression of that. I'm picking up right off the bat, right when I lit it, and there, there a slight unfinished foot on this. Yes. So I got a boost of wrapper flavor. I got some brown sugar encrusted toasted walnuts, uh, a little bit of fatty content from the walnuts. That walnut meat is a little oilier, uh, and then the brown sugar added a nice little sweetness to kind of balance off that tannic the sweetness, Nature. the sweetness definitely comes from that Corojo 99 wrapper. That that there's when you when, when you taste the uh, the component by itself, the immediate sensation you get is that sweetness, and you get a little salivation from it too. Mm-hmm. So your mouth should be watering a little bit. It that. is. Yeah. I thought it was my water, but it's no, it's not the water. It's the tobacco. <laughs> it's the tobacco. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so what's behind the JJ name? Because it's so the Guardian of the Farm is is named after the American bulldogs that guard the tobacco fields and and uh, and warehouses in in Nicaragua. Are we talking attack dogs like junkyard dogs? They've got tires around their they, neck. They they look vicious. They they look intimidating if you'd never met them, but they're actually pretty lovable. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I think there's a few guys with guns around there so too. Symbolic to guard. Yeah dogs. yeah. I mean, okay. You, know, you they, see the dog go chasing after somebody to lick them, and then somebody else shoots them. Yeah yeah exactly yeah. The dog distracts them so that they're oh what a nice dog, and then they get blown away so that's uh, no uh, but the, the, you know i think some of them are more, depending on where they're guarding are more friendly than others like the ones at the main factory are a little bit more friendly because they're used to people coming sure. in and out some of the warehouses i've been to i, I don't know if i'd want to be alone with those dogs so. i gotcha so some of them are a little tougher than others but uh, uh the idea was to name each size after one of those dogs so the jj is is, is one of uh is one of our dogs the other sizes are campion uh Rambo and then Apollo because this it's is a col- all over the all yeah. over the place with these names. I know. <laughs> well, I could see Apollo and Rambo being yep. tied in with Sylvester There's Stallone. Movies, There's yeah. the six degrees of separation, but <laughs> the others uh, I'm a little lost. JJ, yeah, do do the bands reflect the individual type of dog? Because if our listeners view in, I don't know if they can see that on their screen, but the the dog is actually reflected on the band. Yep. Now, does that vary from? Uh, cigar to cigar, type to type. It's no, it's well. They're all Mar- American bulldogs, so they okay. use the same, uh, the same on each, uh, same on each size. So yeah. we can say yes, but at the same time, it's the same dog. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Very interesting. Mm. Bow wow. So, are there only four dogs? There's more than four. That we just did four sizes. Gotcha. But we we have those are the main the main four. Those are the most lovable four. Mm. When it comes to coming up with a new product, is it true that the naming of the product is the most difficult portion? 
It, it can be. Again, I, blending obviously being blending. I mean, you've got professionals that do this all the time, sure. and they're always tweaking different things, and they're mm-hmm. going to come out with something and say, okay, this is definitely going to be a project yeah. that we're going to work on, and these are the sizes that work for this blend. But the name, I mean, there's so many names out there. I think it's, it's cr- a crucial part because when somebody buys a cigar, to some degree what they're doing is defining themselves, right? So when they, if, if the cigar is called, you know, Little Sissy or something like that. It could be the, probably the most delicious blend ever. I'd be in, but <laughs> I would be Yeah, in. and some people would love it, you know, but, you know, that we'll is going to be... Mostly women. Or, or even, genre. you know, sizes like Lancero. Like, you, you can tell a guy all day long, you know, that you're tasting more wrapper in this and it's, it's harder to roll. And a guy looks at that and says... I'm that's, not that's smoking a, that yeah, dainty stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, not happening. It's not taste. It's, it's mental. So yep, it, it's yep. the same thing with packaging, with the naming. Uh, you have to make sure that the project is appropriate. So if you're creating a strong cigar and you call it, you know, suave or sweet, or, you know, I mean, that's not really an appropriate name. So it's a crucial aspect of, uh, yeah. of, the, of the process. So like even the names of the dogs, I would guess JJ is probably in the factory, is more friendly. Rambo, you don't want to go near him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, in Spanish, it's Jota Jota, you know, because JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now he sounds like a badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, yeah, second thing, guess that. Uh, now, this is a collaboration, correct, with Warped Cigars? Yes, with War- so with Kyle from Warped. And uh, Kyle and Max Fernandez, uh, Eduardo's son, okay. uh, are, are very close, and, and they work together on a lot of projects. And uh, this was something they wanted to do. Actually, Apollo is the name of Kyle's dog. So okay. he has his, uh, his own dog. So one size is named after Kyle's dog, and the rest are named after, after ours. Now, I'm, a, I'm forever a conspiracy theorist. Yes, sir. Anytime anyone does a collaboration, I <laughs> immediately think buyout. So you can you can I don't confirm, think Kyle, deny, yeah. whatever you want to do. I don't think Kyle is at the point where he'd be buying us out yet. But uh, you know, oh, he's, he's, he's buying you out. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't. Well, no. Dave, I, add that to the list yeah. of uh, possible conspiracies. There we go for the next show. Great. I'm, I'm glad I, I caused that one. So really, nice. so it was just the blending process that was yeah, the collaboration. Yeah, the blending and the naming and you know to so do the something leads that all came from. Yeah, it, it's it's all our tobacco. The blend was was what they came together on, and then the and then the packaging, and everything they worked together to come up with something that is reflect. And again, you can see if you know, if you're familiar with his cigars, you can definitely see his influence on on the presentation. Okay, and so s- what is your job title? What is it that you do? Uh, VP uh, Sales and Marketing. So I handle national sales for the U.S. and then uh, also the the marketing as well. And where do you think you got your education as far as we're going to do a blending seminar downstairs later yes. on in the at Two Guys Smoke Shop here? So where do you think your expertise came from as far as your knowledge of the tobacco itself? Well, I, I, I worked in, uh, in a factory for almost a year uh, in Dominican Republic. So I spent a lot of time down there uh, with tobacco, yeah. in, in whether the field, the factory, uh, you know, seeing how different tobaccos affect flavor, affect taste. And, you know, how, it might taste one way alone, but you combine it with this tobacco and it hmm. tastes differently. And then uh, with Eduardo, uh, they've been very generous. And, and the first thing I did was go down there and, and, and they showed me how we got the signature flavor and what's what's great about them is that they're very clear about this tobacco came from here and it's from this lot and and it's all very open sometimes guys are very this is an industry where they you know oh, where's this from oh you know nicaragua it's like well it's a kind of a big country you know sure. it's a, and and you see you know okay nicaragua where esteli okay esteli and jalapa two completely different soil contents and then even within field you know we have a field called chile mate we have a field called san nicolas Two different di- well, depending flavor. on what minerals are on the volcano, that yeah. the rainwater's mm-hmm. coming down, you, you're going to alter the flavor, yeah. even in small little yeah. microclimates. Yeah. yeah, even in the lots on the farm, they'll be like, "That's lot seven, which is a little bit, you know, more like this, where lot ten is like that." And so you, it's a that's something that I've really come to appreciate working with uh, with with Eduardo and uh, and Max is to see how 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 even more difficult it is sure. to keep consistency because it's to, to see two different 
lots next to each other produce different flavor. And again, with cigars, with wine, it's, oh, well, this is the 2016. I, well, you like the 2015. People accept that as an answer. They go, oh, yeah, great. No problem. You say, oh, well, that's the 2015 cigar. They go, what? You know, yeah, that's not going to fly. Yeah, and, and this is a solid. You know, This is not right. a, a liquid, so it's even more difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's really the, the key in, in any successful cigar company is can you maintain the blend? Any, you can take a monkey and eventually he'll grab two tobaccos and, and make, you know, three and make a, make a blend that you'll like. Can you make that blend day in, day out, year after mm-hmm. year? And one unique thing about uh, Nicaragua, different from other countries, is how deep that soil goes because it's, it's thousands and thousands of years of decaying matter coming off of the same mineral content with the rainwater washing down. So you can, from those lots, get a very consistent product, rain notwithstanding. But with technology nowadays, I would imagine... You yeah. can get water where you need to get water. You yeah, can't th- stop it. But. They're, they're, no, they're getting much better. Yeah, when it rains, it rains. There's not much you can do about that. But definitely uh, in terms of you know, the technology available now is, uh, makes it a little bit easier, certainly. Yeah. Uh, so kind of going back to the wine, what you were mentioning, you know, you're talking about different grapes. I mean, now in cigars, people are looking at the leaves, you know, getting more particular about that. It's like, oh, that's San Andreas. I'm going to drink everything, smoke everything that has San Andreas in it or smoke everything that's broadleaf. Uh, what's the deal with this Aganorsa leaf that we're so th- now is becoming to the forefront of the company? Really? So there's three things that really uh, m- make us unique, and one is is the people that we have. So Eduardo brought over a bunch of guys that worked for Cuba Tobacco when he started up uh, growing tobacco. Our, our primary operation is growing tobacco. Uh, we make a lot of cigars and we and, and we do uh, we distribute, but the the growing operation is the largest part of the of the business. Mm-hmm. And we brought over uh, Arsenio Ramos. Uh, Jacinto Iglesias, these are guys that worked at high levels of, of Cuba tobacco in, in Arsenio's case for like half a century. Yeah. So these guys were in Cuba and they, they remember the time when Cuban cigars, kind of the reputation was a little bit higher than it is now. And so they took all that knowledge. Plus they were working with, you know, not the resources that they have in Nicaragua. So with less resources, they were doing, uh, you know, fairly decent work, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to ensure quality and cons- consistency. And when they left, we gave them all this uh, opportunity to use, you know, whether it's fertilizer or whether it's labor or whatever, um, to to do everything the right way and to create those that style and flavor that they that they remember from mm-hmm. from the from the glory years. So that's one aspect of it. Two is is the type of seeds we grow. So Criollo '98 is one seed. Um, to give a little bit of a background here is in the '70s, I believe the '70s, there is a blue mold epidemic that hit Cuba. Yep. And it wiped out the original Corojo. A few people still grow it, but for the most part, it's a... Uh, you know, it's very can, susceptible to disease anyway. Yeah, to begin with. So they started growing uh, resistance, and there's Habano 2000, Habano 2006, Criollo 98, and uh, Corojo 99. And Criollo 98 is when you think of Nicaraguan tobacco, that's kind of what you think of a, a lot of the time. It's got that body. It's got that spice. It's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the profile of Nicaragua. And then there's Corojo 99. And Corojo 99 is more Cuban-esque. That's what they grow in uh, Pinar del Rio and Huerta uh, Bajo. And it very, very uh, sweet, uh, more nuanced. And so we have those two tobaccos that we grow, and that kind of creates our signature flavor. It's that Cuban influence with the Nicaraguan uh, at the same time. So it's a cool synthesis. And then we're vertically integrated. So we control that whole process. And that, okay. in, with tobacco, you can screw up at any moment. So <laughs> any when you, moment. Yeah, you, you, you put it in the curing barn, you mess that up, tobacco is ruined. You put in fermentation, you mess that up, tobacco is, you know, or at least damage. Anytime you, you rush it or you do anything that, that's going to speed the process along, mm-hmm. you're losing some flavor and aroma. And, and so that's a key thing. We control that entire process. And because we're vertically integrated, 
we have the ability to, to take the time necessary to do that. So in fermentation, we don't add water for almost a year to, to the pilons. So it's, it's naturally just okay. heating for that first you know, eight months to a year before we start adding water into it. So th those things are all, you have to have the wherewithal to do that. Your money's, all that tobacco is money. Absolutely. So you, if you, you know, have to pay the electric bill, sometimes you might want to speed things along a little bit. You know, well, or, and you hear stories in Nicaragua of citric acid being added to that water to speed things up, and that produces what Americans would, would relate to a very peppery component. Exactly. Uh, people in Nicaragua would associate it immediately with citrus because they can taste it right out of the gate. Um, your pronunciation, by the way, of all of the Spanish words is unbelievable. Are you bilingual? I, I'm bilingual enough. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I lived in, in Dominican Republic for a while, and, uh, and my wife is Argentine, and I live in Miami where if you speak one language, Spanish oh, is the language. You know? yeah. Most people speak English. Everybody speaks Spanish. So I, uh, I've had enough time to, to get by. I get by. Okay. Um, now, we talked about the fact that you had changed your name from Casa Fernandez to Aganor Salif. Is there a reasoning behind it? Yeah. Are you looking to bring that to the forefront? Yeah. Aganor, so, so there's three kind of types of companies, basically. There's, there's kind of lifestyle brands where mm -hmm. it's, they're promoting a lifestyle. Uh, there's brands that kind of cult a personality where the, it's based on kind of the personality of the owner. Yep. Uh, and then there's companies that are kind of based on the product itself. And, and we have a, a tobacco that, for the style, is outstanding. And so we really want to promote that aspect of it. So to change the name to Aganorsa Leaf, that helps spread the, na the name, help put attention on the product itself okay. rather, than, uh, rather than any individual or, or name or anything like that. Also, there's AJ Fernandez and, you know, uh, there's confusion there. So sure. I we, suspected that that was part of the issue. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely, uh, you know, so, so we wanted to have Aganorsa, we have the name, our tobacco has an impeccable reputation, and uh, we want everybody to know that our product is is a hundred you know we're using all our own tobacco interesting that you say that um my first experience with Argonorsa tobacco was uh, are you familiar with victor vitali yeah I know. Victor. all right so victor had come out with the tortuga brand yeah and he was so proud to say that a good portion of his filler was Argonorsa tobacco and i never mm. understood it until you're explaining it to me right now and as i'm smoking this jj the reason why because he's a He's a geek in cigars, but he's more of a geek about tobacco. Mm. I mean, he would go on trips to just find tobacco. That's, that was his thing anyways. Um, but I'm getting why he was so proud to say this has Argonorsa tobacco. Yeah, within the industry, definitely, uh, I think. Everybody knows yeah, about everybody it. Everybody knows behind about Behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. But now you, you change your name, and now it becomes the forefront. Exactly. And the American consumer, who's, let's face it, the vast majority of the consumer Absolutely, of yeah. cigar products. Sure. Right? So the American consumer can start associating quality Nicaraguan tobacco with that name. That's exactly the goal. You, you extend your branding out beyond just behind the scenes. Yeah, because the best cigar you've never heard of is one you don't smoke. So mm -hmm. our, we want people coming in and saying, hey, what do you have with Aganorsa? You're very yeah. good. Yeah. You're very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've been saving that line to use somewhere. So That's there you go. so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm impressed. why you have your job, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That so I've been seeing awesome. uh, Guardians of the Farm pop up a lot on social media. You know, there's a lot of bloggers, people talking about it. Was that is that something you could take credit for, or is that just more naturally people are just it, it's drawn to this? One, it's a, it, anything is a team effort, and, and like I said with the cigars, uh, the, guy, the roller can do an amazing job, and they, mm -hmm. they don't put the wrapper on correctly, or it's, it's not stored in the right humidity at the store, and like anything can mess up the process. So everybody, uh, you know, we succeed or we fail together. Sure. Uh, I definitely feel I've put in a lot of effort to, to start spreading awareness, whether social media. We mm -hmm. just put up a new website, Aganorsa Leaf, which really okay. highlights our tobacco. So we've been, we've been doing more outreach, which previously we had not done a lot of. We, we, we kind of 
sat back more. Well, you were tobacco guys. Mm. Yeah. Now yeah. you're now you're becoming cigar guys. Exactly. Officially. Yes. Which not that you didn't make cigars, but the mindset of being cigar people, you've got to be able to embrace social media. You've got coming yeah. on the podcast. You know, this is something that has to happen in order to get the consumers to understand about your product. Absolutely. Now, um, this cigar, not this size, made it onto Cigar Aficionado's top 25 list. Yes, sir. Uh, deserving, in your opinion? <laughs> well, well, remember, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here. but <laughs> You're mixing the Kool-Aid, my friend. That's it. If you say no, you're just talking Any list, so. what I tell a consumer is, do you like the cigar? And if they say yes, go, then what else matters? You're the only one that's smoking it. So for, for me, I, we're very proud to be on the list. It brings attention. People a lot of times are more interested when they see it on there. So it's great to be on there. Um, so whether deserving or not, I think that's, you know, for, regarding taste, that's up to you. I mean, sure. it's, it's like scotch. You, you like uh, peated scotch? Mm-hmm. Well, then you'll probably like Laphroaig. You don't like peated scotch? You're not going to like Laphroaig. So I'm it, not all that particular. I just like scotch. <laughs> you like scotch, period. <laughs> I like yeah. it all. <laughs> how, how do you like your scotch? A lot. Yeah, you know? plenty of it. Yeah. Why, you got some? And neat. <laughs> So what is uh what, what can we expect to come out from Arganosa in the future? Is it, do you have uh, stuff in the? We have a little bit in, in the, the in the in the in the in the works uh, based on stuff we got pre uh, FDA deadlines. FDA is Good. is obviously makes it a little bit throwing a monkey wrench. Yeah, yeah. trickier now. Um, so we have to be conscious of that. But we have a few things. But honestly, I, I, a big part of my focus is simply to bring. It, it's new to you if you haven't heard mm. of it before. Of course. So that's my, I want to our brands that exist, we, we want to get more people to know about them. And that's the, that's the, the key goal with, with what we have. And a lot of them are what's called grandfathered, where yep. they were in existence prior to 2007. The predicate, yep. So that helps us, and it's, it's to our sure. benefit to make sure people are, are aware of those. So many companies, and, and I would say the vast majority of them don't physically own their own factories, but so many countries, companies do the let's launch a new product, Every quarter, I call it steroids. Yeah, they yeah. just they launch it, and as it dies off, they launch another one, yeah. so that the the main company name can stay in the consumer's mindset. But the specific launch of that brand takes off and then goes away, and it mm-hmm. creates this mindset of what's new, what's new, what's new. Really, what consumers should be asking when they come into their local tobacconist is, "What's good?" Yeah, absolutely. And this is good. It's actually great. Yeah, thank you. It's great. Well, speaking of the cigar, what, what else, other flavors are you getting in here? Well, I picked up a little bit of smoked salt in addition to my brown sugar. I'm kind of going back and forth between sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. So you should get so the Creo 98 is that salt wait, on the front of the palate. Like yeah. if you put your tongue to the top of your mouth, kind of, you get that little bit of salt. Yeah, yep. that's that that that's uh. And the tip of your tongue. Yeah, yeah. you get you get that. So yeah, good good job. Keep. It's nice to hear an expert <laughs> come whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not go say, that far. <laughs> well, you're doing a blending seminar yeah. later, so yeah. I'm sure some of the flavor notes are going to come out uh, later on. But yeah. well, He's also sales and marketing, so he's good, supposed to agree with everybody. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you could tell me I'm <laughs> full of No, 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 it's really. Everybody Watch, else when, when I do the seminar downstairs, you'll, you'll hear things that you've said, so you'll know that I'm not lying. You know. That's right, folks. Again, and everyone at the end of the day uses their own vocabulary to describe yes. things. So, I, you know, if, if I haven't had, you know, pomegranate or whatever you know and that's what you taste if i haven't had it what the heck do i know whether it tastes like that or not? exactly so it's like where, sure, where have you heard not? someone yeah. tasting pomegranate because i want to try that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've heard i, I, some, I love pomegranate. sometimes Fantasy they sound pods. like 12 course meals man yeah you, you, you hear well, i do uh blind taste testing for cigar journal magazine and i feel like i write a book for every third you know every puff i take i'm trying to really get into my my mind and use my imagination to see what it what it is that i've tasted that's similar to this and i'm telling you i end up with between 12 and 15 cigars, it seems like per quarter, 
and I'm exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to, you know, Dave saw me earlier today and he goes, you've got all these cigars you got to smoke. Why are you smoking what you're smoking? And I'm like, I need a vacation. This cigar's for me because it's too much work coming it, up with all the, all the different tastes. It's funny that you say that because I, I remember when my, my son was born and, uh, you know, again, you, you smoke cigars and you're like, okay, is this tasting? How's this burning? And, you, and you're kind of, it's not that it's not fun. It's just, it's, it's work. It's, it's, a, it's a work. You're, you're, you're concentrating, right? Yep. And then I just sat outside and I had a, a cigar just to celebrate. I was like, this is great. And I was just sitting there enjoying <laughs> the cigar. I'm like, I got to do this more often. My wife has come out on the porch, you know, and now that we're getting into cigar smoking season, mm. I'll be at the end of a long day, you know, Thursday night, I'll be out at 930 at night and I'm lighting something up and I got a little scotch on the table and I'm just drifting off. And she's like, how many cigars do you smoke today? I'm like, I don't know, eight, nine. <laughs> Most of them are Coronas. I'm not yeah. wanting to think I'm overdoing it. <laughs> You're not that. doing the 880s too much. Correct. Okay, good. But, you know, she'll be like, you didn't smoke enough cigars? And I'm like, well, I smoked for work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is now for me. Yeah. I brushed my teeth. I cleaned up, you know, oil oh, pulled, whatever I to relax. do. Fresh palate. And now yeah. I'm going to enjoy a cigar for me out of my humidor that I want to smoke right now. And just relax. It's cheaper than a psychiatrist. It's absolutely cheaper than a psychiatrist. And also, I mean, being outside, I think cigars always taste better outside. Yeah. It's just clean air. It just it affects the flavor. It's it's, it's a different experience. I well, that's how you get all these better. guys that come back from like Mexico and they're like, oh, I had this Cuban on the beach, and you know, of course, everything tastes good. You know, you're, yeah. you're a bunch of beautiful women walking around. Your phone's not going off. You're on beach in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. We smoking anything. I had a guy come in one time, and this is no exaggeration. He said, I smoked this cigar, <laughs> and it was the most unbelievable cigar I ever smoked in my life, and I need to get myself a box of them. And I said, well, tell me about the cigar. You know, what was going on? I'm, all, I'm in Hawaii and whatever. And he goes through the whole thing, and the cigar ends up being something like El Producto. And this is no exaggeration. <laughs> and I'm like, please just do yourself a favor and smoke a single of that before you go and buy a box. Because here in New England in the wintertime, yeah, it's going to be it, an it altogether different, yeah. different experience yeah. than smoking your El Producto in Hawaii. It's a hard thing sometimes because when you're in the, again, you're in the factory we're doing blending, and it's, and it's cool. You know, everyone's going around, and you have to bring in over tobacco. It's just a cool experience. And then you have to kind of say, okay, some guy has got to come home after his boss yelled at him and his wife's leaving him. And he has to go out in the porch, and it's dark. What, are you writing a country yeah. song <laughs> from the eighties? Yeah. But they have to enjoy it when they're not ha when the ex you know the the circumstances are not exactly. optimal, right? Yep. And so, because if they enjoy it, then then you know you have something great, you That's know, because because environment affects affects your experience. So right? let's imagine now that we're just sitting in a cigar shop and we're enjoying our JJ and we're getting to know each other. What are the top five things that uh, a listener should know about Terrence Riley? Well, well, let's hold off on that a little bit. Okay. We'll let it, give him a minute to think about it. So we we'll, told we'll, him about it before the know, show started. I know, but we'll it's a play lot of our little intro first. He's right. Yeah. We yeah. Can't before jump we do that, thing. Jonathan. Oh, we I'm have sorry. A, I totally forgot that this was a know thing. your role. Stay we, over there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. He got excited. <laughs> He's happy to be here. Yeah. Here's our special message. Today's top five brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label medium strength red label or the full bodied and full flavored blue label Siri 55 has it all 5 and 5 equals a perfect 10 and that's what you get every time with 55 cigars Here is today's top 5 list Let's start at number 5 work our way to number 1 Now in the interest of full disclosure on the cigar authority show notes we have different colors for bits so I would <laughs> yeah. I would urge you guys to change the color on that in case someone's filling in because of jury duty. See, we say we're generally unscripted, and that's why, because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so bad then. We're, we're going by the seat we, of our we pants We follow here. a train of thought, yeah. not, not a, a script. Enough. Like, fuck Fair there. enough. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, so top five things no that pressure. we don't yeah, know five, five, about Terrence I'm kind Riley. of a boring person other than cigars. So well, there's number five. Can, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah they're perfect. I'm, I'm kind of boring. Uh, I, I'm originally from Massachusetts. Okay. People don't right. know, no kidding. Yeah, I grew up in Mass. I went to UMass Amherst. Okay. Does that right. count as two? Well, so you partied at UMass Amherst. So we've got number Where'd five. Where would you study? We've got yeah. number yeah. four. <laughs> number so, three. Number three. Uh, we really going to let him use that as two? No. we got an hour to fill here. All right, all right. So that was so we got one. From Massachusetts. From Massachusetts. Uh, what else? Uh, I you got any hobbies outside of cigars? You know, what? it's funny. This this business consumes your life, man. I, like when I have a day to do something, like on the rare occasion, I'm kind of like looking at the wall. I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to do, man? You know, it, wall staring. That's uh, an interesting hobby, huh? I'm a big I'm a beer uh, beer aficionado. I like all okay. forms of alcohol, but okay. uh, you know, you don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. I'm very open. Very so, so you really like beer, so like you know Budweiser, right? Yeah, Budweiser, yeah. Bud Light, you know, <laughs> Keystone. So <laughs> what, what what style of beer is your thing? You know, actually. Uh, New England style IPA is a bit. Although the problem with IPAs for me is that I don't feel they go that well with cigars. Quite frankly, no, it's not. No, the, it's, it's not a good pairing. That's the one that has more hops, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, Yeah, I'm not a hops guy. Yeah. The, the New England style ones are kind of juicier. They're not that like piney, resiny flavor that from the West Coast style. But yeah. uh, but even still, it's not a it's not a perfect pairing. Yeah, it's really tough to find a cigar that pairs well. Yeah, you, it's, it's kind of like with ginger ale. Ginger ale doesn't go with a lot of cigars, but once in a while more uh, the malt forward beers like uh, the the porters and the stouts that's yep. more of a, a perfect cigar pairing so um, but my in terms of just style the new england ipa there's a whole bunch out of, uh, out of this area now they're spreading throughout the country thank god because yeah. otherwise i had to use mules to get them to me and you Miami. get the micro brews and that is like the micro micro brews where it's just basically a restaurant <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's crazy um so yeah, that, that, so you're a beer guy beer guy yeah. thing number two or or four as it were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number four <laughs> Um, what else? I was a, I, I studied, I was a classics major, Latin and Greek in uh, college. That explains your ability to pick up foreign language. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Greek. Remember that's mostly reading. I mean, you can't really practice Latin. Julius Caesar's so not around Greek now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Caesar. Ah, good. I was waiting for someone to practice well, Spanish Latin Spanish is a Latin based language. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So you yeah. probably figure out a lot of words if you've never seen it before. No, it does. It, it helps a lot. Look, Span- Spanish is in Spanish, Italian, French. They're kind of like Romance simplified. Language, yeah. yeah. Latin basically. Latin, Latin's more complicated, but, uh, but yeah, they're all. You can see the influence in all of them. So okay. uh, the only word I remember from uh, high school Latin was agricolae. Agricolae, yeah, a farmer. A farmer. <laughs> yeah. That's farmer. It. yeah. <laughs> Agricolae is farmer. Agricolae is farmer is plural. Ah, all right. Oh, there yeah, we go. There Multiple like, farmers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the, and um, I went to. I studied. I, so I did. I went to UMass Amherst as an undergrad. Then I went to Exeter in England as a, for grad school. So I did a, a year in England. And what was great about England, by the way, it's it, it's incredibly expensive there. But you haven't had me sold yet. You said what's great about England. What's well, well, great, yeah. But so this, you know, the There's but. A but. Rainy. It, yeah. Beer and groceries are very inexpensive. Oh, okay. So That's when you're in college, really, there's not too much else you need. So it That's was a fair point. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was pretty great to be able to. In fact, I'd never really gone grocery shopping before until I was there. And then when I came back to the states, I, I was like. Wait, this can't be right. You know, England, you know, it can't be this expensive. You know, to to buy groceries, but it's all subsidized over there. So okay, you, that's why. Yeah, that, that you makes a good, sense. A good cook. I can cook like two things decently. So I, I see you're wearing a wedding band. So does that mean that the missus does the vast majority? The, the missus does the mass, the vast majority. I, my wife is a, a kind of a health nut. I don't know if that counts as a as a thing. Sure, it counts. Yeah. Sure. Okay, good. Yeah, so you're subjected to some weird things. Yeah. Then. So so uh, <laughs> so I end up with a lot of salads. Uh, you know because. At the end of the day, if I'm not making it, I don't. What judge. I find fascinating, by the way, it, these supposed health nuts—they end up eating some of the dirtiest foods, and they, they, the, some of them, spinach, for example. You've got to clean it and clean it and clean it. It's not—it is healthy, but it's covered in pesticides. 
you've got to really be good about washing it. Yeah. So you could kind of shoot yourself in the foot. But she's all organic. Healthy. Everything's organic and this okay, and that, which, yeah. again, as far as I can tell, just means it's more expensive. I, don't, I can't taste any difference, really. My, but I guess there's no pesticides. Yeah, you, so that's you probably good. won't taste the difference. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she can get away with washing it a little less. There you go. <laughs> so your wife's a health nut. You know, it's, to go as a related thing to cigars, from when I was in England, what was always an amazing thing is a guy would buy a box of Cuban cigars for like four or 500 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, which is like $800,000 yeah. or whatever. And then... He'd be like, yeah, well, a couple of them won't, won't draw on the box. And then we'll, you have to sit on them at least for a year before you smoke them. But that's just how it is. And all I could think of is like, imagine tr- telling your customer, hey, here's a box of cigars for you. It's like $700. And, uh, you know, there's probably a few Good bad luck. ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't smoke just any for crazy. a year. I mean, we'd all be out of business in like eight minutes. I mean, yes, it's, it's amazing how, how they just have trained people over there to accept. Well, well, everywhere. I mean, Opus X. I mean, that's a prime example. People are crazy about Opus X. You gotta age it, though. Yeah, I mean, it you, doesn't. It doesn't come quite ready to. They're smoke. not great. Yeah, not great. Right but, up fresh. But at least they they draw and everything. Fine. I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they draw and they burn, even with that Dominican wrapper. I mean, at least they, you know. Again, it's just funny to me. It's like two, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a few bad ones, and you know, don't smoke them for a while, and. Yeah, seven hundred. There's bucks. a marketing lesson. Yeah, for yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody did something right there. It's like just sports. Just you put it in sports ever? I was a, a, a tennis and baseball guy. Uh, up until about high school, and then in high school, I stopped. I stopped playing. But and I, you know, for fun, I was. You know, again, when I moved to Florida, I thought, oh, I'm gonna play tennis all the time. I'm gonna go to the beach all the time, and I'm gonna <laughs> play golf. And now I haven't done any of those things Not in now, years, man. <laughs> in years. I, like it, it's funny that that you think that this is. Florida is a great place to live before or after you make money. <laughs> when enough. you're very young, it's great, you know, and you just go out and you know, there's lots of great places to go. And then when you're older, it's you know, it kind of caters to the geriatric crew. Um, but in between, it's a uh, you know traffic is bad and it's uh, again because the cigar oppressively industry, hot. Yeah, oppressively hot. You know, although again, it's still, like humidity is bad. But in Florida, when it's hot, you want to die. Like in Vegas, when we go to the trade show, I mean, you might actually die. You're going you to might, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could you could you could literally <laughs> like, die if you don't change what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'll take the yeah, I'll take the humidity over the the dry heat. You know, I, people's like it's dry heat. It's like yeah, so is an oven. You know, like, right. yeah. I could not I could not believe. Because I, I drink a lot of water anyways, but I could not believe how there was just no way to consume enough water. And forget about if you're out to dinner and you, you get a glass of wine or you have something that's going to dehydrate you even more. The next day, you, you, you started a gallon of water before noontime. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's, only way to do it. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, you look at a glass and there's no like moisture on the glass. It's like, Nothing. oh, it just sucks it off. It's crazy. I don't know how anyone lives. I get nosebleeds out there. I don't know. Oh. You weren't meant to live out there. I agree. <laughs> I don't think so. You see, they, everything that lives out there it looks kind of scary. Cacti and... And scorpions, you know? hostile. Yeah. It's all meant to kill you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like Australia. You know, right. everything's going to kill you. All right. Well, it's time for our break. So coming up after the break, we will announce the Ash Hole of the Week, and we'll continue our thoughts on the Guardians of the, uh, Guardians of the Farm from now Aganorsa Cigars. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. 
Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ash Holes. Yay! On the United Podcast Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. 
Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. And the Ashholds are back with this week's show featuring the Guardians of the Farm. Once again, sitting in for Pastor Padrone, here's your segment host, Aaron Noonan. All right, welcome back to the Ashholds. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. Uh, you know what? Check us out. If you like what you hear, give us a rating, give us a five star. If you don't like it and you're going to comment, at least make it funny. So we have something yeah, to talk keep about. Keep your comments to yourself but if you don't like it. <laughs> We're also on, on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at, at Ashholes Radio. So we're still smoking the Guardians of the Farm. We're going to stick with one cigar today, you know, like sometimes. Uh, are you getting any new flavors? I'm, I'm getting, you know, a, that sweetness is kind of changing to a more of a chocolate, milk chocolate. Uh, I'm getting, you know, the kind of a char element, which reminds me of like a pizza crust. Like if you get a little bit of burnt edge on the pizza yeah, crust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting that you say that because it, it almost like uh, if you were to make warm or hot Ovaltine, mm -hmm. you get that creamy component from the milk and that chocolatey goodness from the Ovaltine. Yep. Yeah. And it's got that, that little bit of a, you know, Ovaltine has a kind of a salty flavor to it. It does. You know, it's got that mineral yeah. where you get, kind of taste that. Uh, early on in the cigar, I was tasting that saltiness and it was almost like a dark, like a dried fruit. And it made me think of... Uh, dried pineapples, which I've gotten on a couple of cigars before, but it's not super common. Uh, just that that salty. You can oh. add that to your sales sheet it's if salty. you want. I thank you. I'm, I'm writing all this yes. down. Dried thank pineapple. You. Dried pineapple. It's very important. Now you guys <laughs> also <very> have. <laughs> you guys also have uh, the JFR Lunatic series. Yes, sir. Uh, in your portfolio, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, so there, the Lunatic series is partly named because of some of the sizes. So it features an 8x80, which is massive. But they not now you say 8x80, and I don't want people to, to freak out about that because it's a little bit of a bellicoso. Yeah, it's a, it's a tapered okay. in. So, so it's, you don't need it, to have an, an 80 ring gauge in your mouth. You can smoke a 60. Yes, and, <laughs> and get the 80. And get the 80. That's yeah. not so bad. <laughs> people may not realize there, there's a benefit to smoking a thicker ring gauge cigar, and that's that cool burning end. Mm. So you're going to get a more subtle flavor out of a thicker cigar than you will out of a thinner cigar. Absolutely. I, I think that was an excellent point. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. It's literally the <laughs> only thing. Me. Yeah. The only thing. Um, but there's also, you know, short Robusto. There's there's some regular uh, sizes in there as well. It comes in Habano and Maduro. Again, great examples of our tobacco. A lot of flavor, great body. Um, we don't have anything that's going to blow you away. You know? Yeah, if you're a leather-tongued individual, it, it, there's nothing that's going to just put you on your butt. Exactly. But for me, I'm a milder cigar smoker, and, and I can go up to medium medium plus after a big meal. I appreciate your products because there isn't anything in there. I can't accidentally grab the wrong one. Hmm. I'm going to have a little more flavor, but it's not over the top strong. There's some strength, but it's pleasant. We're, we're blending for flavor and aroma. Those are the, the two things that we're looking at because obviously olfactory has a huge point Absolutely. of taste. So you want that smell coming off the tobacco. And then of course, within your palate itself. Which if I'm not mistaken, in order to achieve 
good aroma, you need a substantial amount of mid-priming tobacco. Yes. We, in fact, in our tasting seminar, we, we use visos because our okay. visos are strong enough where they have some presence to them. Yeah. But uh, you still have all the, the complexity and the nuance that you kind of lose sometimes when you go to the higher levels where you're feeling this more strength. Mm-hmm. And so awesome. viso is middle of the leaf, so it's like, what, seco, viso, yeah, so there's the arrows at the top. Right? Yeah, so you, you have, we even classify a little bit further. I don't know if this is a digression or not. You're all right. <laughs> so it, uh, there's volado, which are the leaves that almost touch the... Sand leaves. The, yes, come. exactly. Yeah. So uh, there's those, and then you go to seco, viso, uh, lijero, and then there's there's medio tiempo, which, again, medio tiempo is a really interesting leaf. It looks like alligator skin. It's like mm. very thick, and uh, out of, so we do uh, 13,000 bales of tobacco per year uh, for growth. Uh, of that, we keep 1,500 for ourselves, for, for our use. And then we only get about 50 bales worth of medio tiempo. Mm. So that just shows you how little, because it's the very, very top yeah, leaves. It's very little. Top of the leaf, there's yeah. not much, much there. Yeah, so there's not. I mean, it's, it's almost so thick you wouldn't expect it to burn if it was a component in a y- cigar. Yeah, and you have to be very careful with how you use it, too. I mean, if you fill up a cigar with that, it's not going to work. But, if, you know, in small amounts, half a leaf here and there, mm. it really, and plus you don't have that much to work with to begin with, so you can't use a lot of it, even if you wanted to. So Yeah, the prices go way up. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, I, I, one of my guys downstairs, Mikey, was uh, complaining. Because he loves your... Did Mikey complain? Um, what? <laughs> is it the short Titan? The short Titan? Se- is 70 ring gauge? I know, that's the El-, El Chiquito. El Chiquito. He loves that cigar, but he hates smoking 70 ring gauges. But I see him smoking it all the time. <laughs> because he's somebody, he smokes at a certain price point, and he smokes for a certain flavor profile. And he's actually the most concerned with the flavor. Yeah. And he is enamored with that cigar, and he bitches about it every time he smokes it. I hate that I have to smoke a 70 ring gauge with this, but he loves it. It's funny. <laughs> when I came in, because I wanted to, I smoked everything, because I didn't want to be like, oh, this is great, and never have smoked it. Sure. Right? So I'm not personally a, a ring gauge of 70, 80, but I wanted to try everything. Mm-hmm. And that El Chiquito, I was like, man, flavor's great on this. And I was, yeah. kind, of, I was kind of annoyed myself. I was like, man, I wish this was, you know, not, it wasn't so big. But there's, no, <laughs> there's probably no real way to get that flavor in a thinner ring gauge cigar because you need to have all those leaves in there to achieve that. Yeah, and like you said, how the burn temperature burns cooler and everything like that. So, yeah, you can't put that taste into a Lancero. He almost work. got me He almost got me to smoke it, but I, I just I don't know how I feel about a 70. I may have to do it now that everybody's talking about you it. You have to keep an open mind. You know? That's what I have to do. That's my <laughs> issue, really. I just don't have an open mind. Uh, so without further ado, if it's okay, I'm going to do the Ash Hole of the Week. All right, jump right into it. So the Ash Hole of the Week is uh, Crystal Taddock. She's flying home to the, to the U.S. from Paris mm-hmm. on Delta Airlines. The attendants pass out apples in sealed plastic bags for snacks, and she decides she doesn't want an apple right now. She put the apple in her purse to save for later, and uh, when passing through customs, her bag was searched. The apple was found, and she was fined $500 for illegally bringing undeclared fruit into the United States. She did ask if she could simply throw it away or eat it to avoid the fine, and they said no. And for fining Crystal for having the apple which Delta gave her, I nominate Delta for the Ash Hole of the Week. I'm going to say Delta. So when I first heard this story, I was like, uh, you know, maybe there's some other circumstances. But, I, you know, I was reading up on it and reading about the interaction she had with this customs agent. You know, he was being a jerk to her. <laughs> you know, he's asking, it's like, oh, whoa, what do we have here? An apple. Oh. And then he's like asking her, you know, how expensive the flight was. And then she said, well, it's pretty expensive, you know, coming from Paris. And he goes, well, it's about to get much more expensive. It's like, all right, you don't need the dramatic, you know. The well, I would say it would be one talk thing it up. if she's in Paris and she picked an apple off a tree yeah. and tried to bring that home and maybe she's going to plant the seeds. 
it's an airline, and they probably are sourcing the fruit from the U.S. side. And it's and it was labeled. It was it was in a bag that said Delta Airlines. You've so got to like, imagine oh, that this, came is, this is not an undeclared issue you, at that point. You, you want to hear a good custom story. When I, last year for uh, the, the TA, the Tobacco Association of America, mm-hmm. when I was down there, uh, so the, the flight to get over to Mexico, it was in Mexico last year, and w- one, it was the day I flew out was that when the clocks went forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Miami at like 6 a.m., and there's no employees there because they all either you know forgot the time change or whatever. So we almost missed the flight. We get to L.A., we land in LA a half hour early. We don't get to the gate till a half hour late. Cause it just, so I just did a tour of the airport on the plane for an hour. We rush to the next flight. We get, we get to the gate for Cabo. We, we fly to Cabo. It's apparently spring break. And all the, I, felt, I never felt so old. I'm only 36, but I felt like I was 102. These kids are screaming, bye. You know, half of them are drunk. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? At the airport. Yeah, yeah at the, at the airport. Yeah. You know, and, so, and then there's a Russian bread line for customs where you're just sitting there like, so we finally get there. And the red light goes off for me, you know, so they, then they do uh, the check and I have cigars. Now in Mexico, it's like 250% tax per cigar uh, that you have. So this guy takes me in into this room and, and at first I'm kind of like, I try to speak a little Spanish. Oh, perdón, no puedo leer Spanish. I can't read Spanish, you know, and he's like, well, it sounds like you understand Spanish just fine. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, this was a poor strategy. Yeah, and, yeah. and so then he does his math and everything. And he's like, okay, you owe $2,500. Oh, and so gosh. I go, well, listen, buddy. I'm not giving you $2,500. So you tell me what you want to do here. And, he, and then he, he, said, he tells me, well, how much money do you, do you have on you in cash? That's and, and I go, I got, two, I got 200 bucks in cash, and that's all you're getting. He goes, pay me under the table. I literally paid this guy under the table in the customs house in Mexico $200 that's so he would let me go. It was, so that was my uh, customs. If anybody in an official position is asking you how much cash you have on you, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's going it's, the wrong it's, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> promising. That's only because you're going into Mexico. Coming out, it's a whole different story. You might have had to pay it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bureaucracy. Uh, also, I mean, Delta, you know, you'd think, oh, maybe they would warn people, you know, don't bring any fruit off. No, they didn't warn them. And when this lady contacted Delta, they said, you should just follow the rules. <laughs> you, know? like, yeah. you gave me the apple. Yeah. You handed to them. It's like it's entrapment. You yeah. just set them up. And yeah. like, right. You're getting a little kickback on this. Yeah, it's not they fair. Unbelievable. They must Good be. nominee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh Getting any of the new on this cigar? It's, it's kind of warming up on me. I'm not getting any new flavors, but w- the one thing, uh, uh, strength-wise, it seemed a little a little bit stronger at the beginning, and it kind of mellowed mm-hmm. out. So I'm yeah. thinking maybe around that five-inch mark is where they place the tips from yeah. breaking them off, and, yep. then, and, and then it just kind of comes plus, down. Plus, it's got the tucked foot, so you got that, that burst of wrapper yep. flavor yep. in the yep. beginning to start it off as well. And what was the wrapper on this again? Corojo 99 okay. from Jalapa. Yep. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. In the Corojo 99 wrapper, for all the tobacco we sell, we only use that for the products that we make. Okay. Whether that's us or, or Illusion or Warped or, or uh, Foundation Guaguense, it's only for the cigars we make. We don't sell it. Hmm. You guys got an awful lot going on. Indeed. Hmm. Indeed. I talked too much. My cigar went out. Yeah. <laughs> I had that at the break. You know, it's like, oh, too much talking. It's also pretty humid out today. We've got a lot of rain going wow. on. Yeah. I remember so I'm from Miami. Doesn't this help. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're used yeah. to it. rains every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a nice stretch. Uh, so we usually do a Pastor Padron, Thou Shalt Not. And, well, we also have a Miles with Styles, which we don't have. Yeah, we don't have Probably because uh, Dan was stuck in a courtroom. Yeah. Um, he's not even... On the jury, he's one of the he's alternates. Oh, so it's, it's even worse. So he's yeah. not Stock. sitting in with the deliberations right now. He's just sitting out twiddling his thumbs yeah. and That's waiting for brutal. to waiting to get off. And he's been doing it for weeks now. Yeah. Like, you know, grand jury, I think. It's just oh, awful. Awful civic duty. 
No. Well, uh, so our Thou Shalt Not will be done by Mr. J. That's right. So um, I'm going to say, and I see, this, I see this often when people come in, there's, there's two things that happen at the register, really three. You have the give a penny, take a penny. Mm-hmm. You have the ashtray. And we have a tray that has our cutter and lighter that's for the store use. Now, the store use tray for the cutter and lighter shall not be used as an ashtray or give a penny, take a penny. (laughs) And the ashtray is not for the cutter or the lighter or the pennies. See, we have three different things Mm -hmm. so that you put the correct thing where it goes. So thou shalt not be oblivious to what's going on. If you take the cutter out of the cutter tray and you use our cutter, put it back in the cutter tray. I think it should be pretty easy. I mean, it's bad. What do I think? It's, it's already the slobber cutter. You don't need to be the slobber and ash cutter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to be and nominated change. for next week's actual loose change. <laughs> you don't want loose change on yeah. your cutter. <laughs> you put that penny in your mouth. I mean, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can see the ashtray has an ash. I mean, we're pretty good about keeping the ashtrays clean, but there may be a, an errant ash from the last guy. You can see it. Just don't put the cutter down there. It's disgusting. Yeah. Got to start putting a chain on it. Have some <laughs> dignity, for God's sake. Exactly. Thank you, Terrence. Yeah. Unbelievable. You. So that's my official thou shalt not for this week. Maybe somebody will learn something. Uh, so what do we got going on for, uh, for next week? Well, we should, we should wrap up yeah, and let's do the wrap final up. verdict. Yeah, so final verdict. I'm, we'll I, I'm, go, I'm giving it a solid thumbs up. I'm glad that we picked this size. I, I've smoked now all of them. Which I like them all. I, I think it's the JJ. Oh, wow. I think it's the JJ. Yeah. The first one I smoked was the Apollo. That's the one that was on the top 25. Yes. So I had to smoke it. It was very good. And I'm glad I smoked the JJ, and I'm going to have to return to this. Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Uh, it's, you know, that, that dried pineapple, rem, you know, I think thought. you're out of your mind with it, the Yeah, it, it's, it's not exactly like, a dried up pineapple. Let's not But judge. it's like that, there's that, that saltiness, that sweetness. It's all kind of blended what together. What the hell are you putting on your pineapple? You've never had dried pineapple? No, it's salt on it. Not with, no, it's not salt. on It's the, the acidic nature of the pineapple itself kind of makes you think salt when you taste it. So it's, it works on your tongue about the same way. So that's why it makes me think of it. i got a therapist I need you to talk to. It's not smoking no, your cigar if, if your No, it's not deck. working for you. Hey, guys, it's let's not, not take a trip to negative sound here. <laughs> let's stay here in Positiveville. we got two thumbs up like Cisco yeah. and Ebert. So let's, thumbs up. Let's, yeah, you know, let's it, leave it it's, there. It's, it's a flavor that you don't come across too often. So right. anything unique is going to be I'm going to have to go to the store me. now, get dried pineapple, reacquaint my palate to it. It's been a while Check for me. Check it out. Yeah, put it on some pizza. <laughs> I do like pineapple on my pizza. Yeah. Pineapple and jalapenos is the greatest combination. Really? I haven't had that. Pineapple and, and it's got to be What's that fresh called? Like a Mexican-Hawaiian pizza? I don't do the ham thing on it, but yeah, just fresh jalapenos and fresh pineapple. Really? Oh. I've never done both together. I do yeah, put, I. I put hot on Because you get you get the spiciness from the jalapeno that you would get from putting the hot peppers on it, and yep. then the, the pineapple acidity kind of cuts some of that heat, so it, you get a little balance back and forth. And uh, I'll tell you, someone in the audience, Ed Santa Maria, was absolutely dead set against it and then had more than one slice. That's all I'm going to say. We, we leave is, it there. He is a pizza aficionado himself. <laughs> Passionado, really. I mean, he goes, <laughs> he's all in when it comes to pizza. Not a lot of good pizza in Florida. I would imagine good for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never had pizza in Florida. Uh, so... I take it you're getting a thumbs up as well. We always let let our guests give a give their opinion, but again, if I'm, it's a thumbs yeah, down, you're, you're I, probably I, fine, I, I love so. the, you know thumbs up of two thumbs up for me. <laughs> there you uh, go. Two th- no, I like about the cigar is I can have it basically any time. If it's the first cigar of the day with a cup of coffee, it's not overwhelming me, and if it's after a meal, it's still got enough presence for me to enjoy. So I actually smoke quite a bit of these, probably more than any, almost anything else, just mm-hmm. because I can always have one, and the sizes are great. Or especially for me running around. 
I don't have five hours to smoke an eight by 80. So most of the sizes are kind of something I can have. In Do you have a strength profile that you lean toward? I, I like, for me, I like a good body and then lots of flavor. So I like intensity of flavor, but with some presence in terms of the, in the body, but I, I don't want to have anything that's going to like leave me weak need. And I don't want to have anything that's yeah. like smoking air basically. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my range. Now, again, there's moments for everything and depending sure. on what you're eating and what time of the day, mm-hmm. I may you know vary that a little bit, but generally speaking, I, I like a cigar that I can almost have any time. That's why I like, yep. I don't like being like, Oh, well it's not afternoon. I can't have this one, you know? I'm so you that's mm-hmm. kind of my, uh, my approach. Nice. I'm same boat. Solid. With that. All right. Well, so next week we're going to be smoking the newly released Atabe Duendes. Ooh. It's a torpedo. Which is, 95 is rated by Barry Stein. And I usually beat him up because he gave that Spiritus 100. 100, yeah. And I'm like, and it's Spiritus, really. It's a great Lancero. It's a 98. But All like day a, long. Yeah. He's kissing Dave's butt when it comes to the, the he got 100 exuberant. rated. He's just ridiculous. But uh, I've smoked the cigar many times. I think 95. I can't beat him up on that one. It's solid. So that's uh, by Selective Tobacco. It's distributed by United Cigars. Hopefully we'll have Oliver in town for that. If he's not, well, he just misses out. Um, so if you have a local BMM that carries it, go and get it there. But if you don't, which eh, pretty good chances you don't have it because it's brand it's new, so not everybody has it just yet. it's limited. Very it's limited, limited release. Uh, go to twoguyscigars.com. It's number twoguyscigars.com. Uh, you can get a single, which is great. Yeah. So uh, pick it up, smoke it with us next week. So you've been listening to the Ash Holes Unfiltered Cigar Radio broadcasting from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episode you have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbeam. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. See you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.